Okay, we are back for another week. Reed Marnie, Ben Rogers here for Things, Stuff and Words. Reed, how have you been, my friend? Ben, it's amazing what happens when your footy team has a win, especially <laughs> on a Friday night. It means that your entire weekend is amazing and it's been nothing but amazing ever since Friday night. All because my footy team actually had a win. So and they had, uh, they had like a decent win as well, didn't they? It wasn't just a get-over-the-line win. No, no, no. It was a 60-point win. Ten goals. Yeah, yeah. So very happy to begin my weekend that way. So that's how I'm feeling at the moment. What about you? Yeah, doing pretty well. We've uh, had a big day, actually. It's uh, Sunday when we're recording this, Sunday the 16th of July. And uh, earlier today, we went and bought uh, some new couches for the lounge room because ours was starting to get a little bit of a sag in it. Uh, we, we've had the same couch for about, uh, what is it now? Six years? Yeah, 20, uh, nearly six years. I bought it in uh, 2012 when I first moved out of home. And so it's been nearly six years that we've had this couch. It'll be coming up six years, I think, at the very start of next year. So five and a half-ish, really. But um, yeah, bought a couple of new couches today. Get delivered in eight weeks. We're pretty excited to have some, you know, brand new comfort in the lounge room. So <laughs> we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Can't go wrong with better comfort, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But now, even with that, along with the better comfort, there could be some better things in the lounge room to take advantage of as well, because we're also thinking about buying a PS4, Reed. And this is an announcement that I think that you're very happy with. I'm very happy with. I'm ecstatic. It is going to be a great purchase if you get it, which you definitely should. But I really hope you do get it, my friend. Get well, it. I was I was explaining this to you a couple of minutes ago, but here's the reasoning behind this whole situation. Obviously, the uh, new Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is now on shelves, even though people are struggling to get a hold of it because it's sold out absolutely everywhere. But along with that, it's uh, one of those things where we're also looking for a new Blu-ray player as well, because ours is starting to not die, but it's kind of playing funny buggers with us here and there. And we're just kind of like, yeah, I can see this one starting to go downhill a little bit now. So maybe we need to upgrade to a new Blu-ray player. But then when the game was announced and Gab was, Gabs was like, oh yeah, I really want to play that. And then we're also like, yeah, but we want a new Blu-ray player as well. We thought, well, why not combine both of those purchases and be able to do all in one and, you know, just get a PS4. And it's going to be an amazing purchase if you get it because for those who don't know, and I really hope there aren't too many, mm. it is more than just playing video games. Yeah, yeah, You can do so much with the PlayStation 4. It is unbelievable. It's not just for video games. It's for multi-entertainment system. It's magnificent. But, Reed, speaking of playing video games and the video game that we just mentioned, you have a little bit of an issue as far as, you know, wanting a game but not being able to have it straight away, especially in this whole situation with the new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, well, this is a video game I have been looking forward to for a very long time. I didn't do the whole pre-order situation, which uh-huh. you know you, you can do with video games. I only do that if it's like a special edition type video game, like a collector's edition. Yeah. But this was just a standard video game for Crash Bandicoot. I thought, brilliant, it's going to be awesome. Launch day, I didn't get it on the weekend after it was launched I went on Monday, no stock. I then went through every retail store in Geelong. Nobody had it in store. And I went on to the website. And the only way you can get it online is if you pay a bit more for it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
no, I don't want to pay more. I don't want to pay a delivery fee. I just want to get it at the cheapest price possible, which I know a bit of a cheap scatter I am at the moment. But I really wanted to play it, and I haven't been able to play it at all. So is this one of those ones that's not available on the online store? Like you can't just download it onto your PS4? Oh, you totally can, but I want the physical copy. Ah, okay. I'm a bit of an old school. I'm old school like that, you know. I mean, most people, it's all about downloading and being able to have it straight onto your PS4. I want that physical copy, we speak. But I don't, and it's really upsetting me. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so I'm guessing if it comes to that point where I do end up getting a PS4, I'm going to have to really think ahead as far as being able to get Crash Bandicoot and whether we actually want to download it or get, you know, a proper physical copy because the physical copy could be very hard to come by. Well, if you get to a stage where you do get a PS4 and you just cannot find it in store, you're going to have to get it online because it's literally the only place at the moment where you can. Even today, it's been like a week and a half since the game launched. Yeah. I was in town. I thought... I'll just swing by. I'm here anyway. I may as well see if they've got any copies. They've all got sold out everywhere. Yeah. It's really annoying. Even even games you think might have it, they don't have it. No one's got it. <laughs> oh, just just wait a week. It'll be, we'll have it in a week. Week's gone. Still no stock. It's really annoying. I want to play it, but I can't. Well, that's not because I was in uh, JB Hi-Fi earlier today and I noticed that on their website, when we were looking at the website earlier this morning, it did say that they had stock that they could be sending out to you right now if you wanted to order it online and, you know, get next day delivery or whatever like that. But when it came to actually getting a physical copy in store, every way that it was displayed had a big sold out tag over it, like you mentioned. Do you know what this is giving me reminders of as we speak about this? It's reminding me of when the Nintendo Mini NES Mm -hmm. was launched. You could not see that thing in store at all on the shelf. Same situation with Crash Bandicoot. It's really bizarre because it's, it's a game we're talking about. It's not a console. It's not like a special edition game. It's just a game and you can't get it in store. Really annoying. Now, you mentioned the, uh, the Nintendo Mini NES. Now, as far as the new one's concerned, they're bringing out the Mini SNES. And w- was there any figures that kind of came out as far as which one sold out quicker? Like, which one has gone crazy with the numbers? Because I feel like there was a lot, of, a lot more people who were super excited about the SNES more than the NES. And I was one of those people because the, the SNES was one of the ones that I really grew up with and was really psyched about and had a lot through, you know, my uh, probably around the age group of about 8 to 15. That was when I was really kind of always playing that console because it was the one from my childhood. So I feel like a lot of other people who are in that age group are kind of snapping it up really quick because they want that childhood nostalgia back as well. I don't think the amount of people wanted the SNES as much as they wanted the NES. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the SNES is just the one that people really, really, really want as opposed to really want for the mini NES. So yeah, yeah. I don't think this is going to... I think this will do better the NES. I think mm-hmm. more people want this one than the previous one released last year. So it's just a matter of whether they release more of them or if they all of a sudden just stop production out of nowhere like they did with the NES. Well, this is a situation where a Nintendo, at the time of the SNES... They said that they will be issuing more. They will be producing more stock. Mm-hmm. So you should have a better chance of getting one of these ones than one of the other ones, which barely anyone could get, even yeah, though yeah. it was lucky enough to get one. So, <laughs> But it seems that if you really want these SNES, you should be able to get one. I think yeah. pre-orders have well and truly sold out by now. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't pre-order, you didn't, I don't know what's wrong with you because you should have pre-ordered. <laughs> Good news is this guy right here, I'm pointing at myself, he pre-ordered and he got one. <laughs> 
I was so excited because I don't want to say anything negative, but I thought, oh, I really hope Ben actually did pre-order one because I know we talked about it, but I thought, yeah. nah, did he pre-order one? Did he? And you have, so... The, the, the slight bit of bad news is, though, I don't actually get it until December. So it's released in September, and everyone who's pre-ordered it will be getting their SNES in September, but I'll have to wait until December because it was bought for me as a birthday present, and my birthday's not until December. Now, I'm okay with this. A lot of people would just be listening to me right now and going, Ben, you're crazy. How could you not want it immediately? But it's just kind of like, you know, good things come to those who wait. I can wait a couple more months and wait for it to be a birthday present. That's fine. The time for certain things, you know, losing your virginity. People wait until they're 18 or when they first get married. It's a bizarre thing. So this will make you look forward to it even more. But Ben, secretly, if you do want to play it, come over to my house. I'll have one. And you can get a play. And if your partner says, oh, did you play this nest at retail? You say, no, no. we good, man. We were just <laughs> recording a podcast and doing nothing else but recording a podcast. <laughs> we might have been gaming whilst we are recording a podcast, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the point. Nothing to do with it. I liked how you immediately jumped, though, from talking about the SNES and how long you have to wait for that to waiting to lose your virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we are talking about video games here. A lot of people who do play video games had to wait a long time to lose their virginity because, you know, the cliche is most people who play video games are nerds. Happy to put my hand up. I am a nerd. I do wear glasses. I do like video games, but I'm not putting myself in that same... I'm going to get out while I can right now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, we might move on from the uh, video game talk for now, and I want to focus on Wimbledon for a couple of minutes here, Reid. The Wimbledon Tennis Championships. Have you heard any of the uh, weird news that's been going around as far as Wimbledon's concerned? The only weird news I heard was a bizarre situation Kim Kleister's got herself in with some, uh-huh. getting a play, a person from out of the crowd yeah, and dressing yeah. him in literally... Her clothing, like uh-huh. a spare uniform she had. Only problem was the guy was a really big guy and it was quite difficult to get the clothing onto the gentleman. And I don't think she wanted her clothes back once he gave them back to her. No. That's the only weird news I've heard. It is a very hilarious video to watch that one. So if you see that floating around on Twitter or YouTube or anything like that, definitely worth putting aside two minutes to check out the funny that was behind that video. But uh, what I kind of want to focus on here is the whole dress code. At Wimbledon. Now, obviously, each and every year, the dress code is very strict. It's white and white only from head to toe, whether it's your shoes, your socks, your shorts, your shirt, your wristbands, your headband, your hat, whatever it is, it all has to be white. And any of the decals on there have to be approved colors and even approved sizes. You can't have like a big Nike tick on the front of your shirt that's like a bright red Nike tick. No, it has to be a small one that's just kind of over the, you know, breast pocket area kind of thing. And that's all you can have. Now, some people have been slightly breaking this rule this year. One in particular that wasn't really all that, uh, you know, people didn't go crazy over this one was Venus Williams. She was kind of, you know, pulled aside and said, hey, maybe you want to tuck your bra straps in because they're pink and everyone can see them and it, you know, doesn't go along with our dress code of everything being white. But the ones that kind of uh, made everyone scratch their heads and just go, really, Wimbledon? Really? We know you're strict, but this is just ridiculous. They got a couple of guys in the junior boys tournaments, junior boys doubles and junior boys singles. They pulled them aside and said that they had to change their underwear because you could see the colour of their undies through the whites of their shorts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There was a guy from Austria. His name's uh, Yuri Rodionov. 
and he had to change his underpants before he could resume his quarterfinal singles junior boys match. And he's come onto the court. He's standing at the court ready for the coin toss. And like, they're just standing there, just kind of, you know, jumping around, fiddling with their racket and stuff as they do. And then all of a sudden the umpire's just stopped and gone, no, you need to show me your underpants, please. And so you see him just kind of awkwardly pull the side of his shorts down and show the umpire his underpants. And the umpire's just like, nah, they're blue. You have to go and change them. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? They're my underpants. They're not part of the tennis uniform. And they were just like, no, nah, we're going to get the officials out here, get an official ruling on whether you need to change your underpants. The officials came out on the court. He had to show them his underpants as well. And then they made him go back to the change rooms and change into some tidy whities and come back out again. It's getting a bit ridiculous, isn't it? But do yeah. you reckon they're going to be in a situation where they have, like, at airports, a metal detector? Do you reckon they're going to have to have, like, oh, a colour detector <laughs> yeah. at the tennis court? Do you reckon as soon as you go through that detector, matches any colour other than white, pulls you back, beeps, oop, sir, you've got to change. It's not white, it's black. Change your clothing right now before you went to the court. I mean, it's getting to that sort of ridiculous point, isn't it? Well, the worst thing was for this guy, Yuri, uh, the, the underpants that he'd been wearing throughout the tournament so far, he was wearing the same underpants on game day every time because they were his lucky game day underwear. And he had no issue, like none of the umpires had given him any problems or anything like that throughout the whole tournament. He'd played like nearly a, half a week's worth of matches and he was into a quarterfinal. And... Worn the same underpants for every single match, but then they pull him up in the quarterfinals and say, no, you have to change those underpants. And he's like, yeah, but they're my lucky game day underpants. They're just like, no, we don't care. Change your underpants. Luckily, though, in a bit of a cruel blow to superstition, he still went on to win that match, even though he had to change out of his (laughs) underpants. It's such a myth, isn't it? The whole lucky underwear situation, you know? I've got lucky socks, lucky watch, lucky anything, and yet he still won. So maybe he needs to sort of, you know, reevaluate the situation and think, maybe I don't have any lucky clothing at all. Yeah, maybe he just needs to go, okay, I have a lucky strand of hair on my head, and that's where my (laughs) luck comes from. (laughs) It's the only hair on my head, but it's lucky anyway. (laughs) You'll never be able to take that luck away because it's permanently (laughs) attached to me. (laughs) I super glued it on there. Uh, There was another one, though, that uh, was kind of funny is uh, I can't remember which player it was, but uh, one of the the higher ranked players in the men's draw, everyone was completely drawn in by his shoes. And they were just like, what's what's going on with his shoes? They could see something on the tongue of his tennis sneakers. And the cameras actually zoomed in. Actually, it was Thomas Burdich, or Burdich, as they like to call him. (laughs) So they've zoomed in on his shoes, just a pair of Adidas sneakers, or Adidas, as the Americans tend to call it. Uh, They've zoomed in on the tongue of his shoes, and there was a face on the tongue. And that face was Novak Djokovic's face, because it was Novak Djokovic's actual branded shoe for Adidas. So Thomas Burdick <laughs> was actually wearing a branded shoe for another player. Wow. Jeez. Talk about admiring your idols. That's yeah, taking yeah. it to a whole new level, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> so I can imagine back, because they're all friends back in the locker room. Like when they come out on court, there's yeah. that rivalry of playing against each other. But back in the locker room, they're all friends. So I can imagine that he's back there changing into his shoes and then just like you see Djokovic over the other side just going, hey, there's my face on your shoes. Thanks, man. <laughs> 
Oh, weird rocker romantics. I'll never understand. They're good on them. <laughs> now, Reed, I want to move on to uh, this invention that you've seen recently that's uh, all about bringing one of Australia's favourite condiments and a pie together. What's going on here? Yeah, now, we all know the uh, they're both foods that you and I have grown up on. Obviously, I'm just saying that in general. You might not have. I know I did. Yeah. Vegemite, it's a food, well, you know, it's spread, a condiment, whatever you prefer to call it. We grew up on the stuff. And also another Australian icon, the meat pie with Vegemite. Now, so, the reason why, it's not because they just thought, why not? 4 and 20 this year turns 70 years old. Oh, wow. And Vegemite is now back in Australian ownership. Uh-huh. So the two companies have got together and they've created the Vegemite meat pie. Did, did you actually hear that about that whole thing with Kraft? how Kraft is no longer, you know, on things like Vegemite and Kraft cheese singles and all that kind of stuff. Did we talk about that previously? I don't think we have. Kraft Kraft is no longer going to be a brand that's present here in Australia. And previously it was Kraft Vegemite and Kraft peanut butter and all that kind of stuff. But now Kraft is going to be no longer here at all. They're phasing it out completely. That's why we've got the ownership of Vegemite back and it's no no longer Kraft Vegemite anymore. I don't know how we feel about that because... Because the one big concern from a lot of Australians was, oh, you know, Vegemite, it's no longer Australian-owned. It's like it's like Foster's, the beer. It's yeah. always, you know, Australian, but it's American-owned. Well, I, I don't know if we really care about that at all. I know I don't, so hopefully we'll see. Mm. Um, now, the interesting thing about the pie, uh, now what it is, it's got the beef mince, yep. it's got your cheese, and it finishes with a Vegemite-spiked gravy to create the meat pie. So oh. it's not going to be, you know, meat and half Vegemite like in the spread. So it's going yeah, to be yeah. all about that spiked gravy with Vegemite. So a lot of people have already had a taste test mm-hmm. of the meat pie and they've said the only thing that ruins it is the cheese or the thing that is pretending to be cheese but is not actually cheese oh, okay. because there is cheese in the pie. So that is apparently giving it the thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 going to make things kind of interesting, really, because, you know, you've got uh, gravy that's going to have that hint of Vegemite to it. But if anything, it's going to be the nice saltiness of Vegemite that's going to make that gravy really stand out, I think. Well, see, that's what I think is going to work. Yeah. I think Vegemite, it does have that taste of, you know, salt and in it. I reckon that'll really work. Yeah. When this pie gets released, it launches July 17, which for us is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up one. I'm going to taste it. And I'm going to, next time we do a podcast, I'm going to leave a little review on it. Because I reckon, and this is, you know, without actually tasting it, I reckon it'll be okay. Yeah. Now, speaking but of... But then the- again, I love Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, true. I think most of us do. But it, there, <laughs> there are some weird Australians out there who are just like, oh, Vegemite, Cruz. But, you know, most of, most Australians are just like, yeah, Vegemite's the bomb. We have it every morning for breakfast. <laughs> Australian, yeah, breakfast, lunch and dinner and everything else with Vegemite. And uh, speaking of the next time we actually record a podcast, we will actually be at your house, Reed. And we'll be doing, yeah. you know, a bit of a in-person podcast situation again because we actually have sweeping announcement here on this week's podcast we actually have our portable podcast set up all sorted and ready to go so we're very happy to you know be able to record a podcast in person again 
Yeah, so once we get permission from our families to come together to record, <laughs> we will do such a thing and we will record a podcast. And we're going to do a few things. We're going to do, just because we can, we're going to do something with gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, other stuff, I'm sure. I'm lazy, people. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in advance. How do I know that? But we'll be doing stuff. You know, it'll be okay. I reckon we do even just record a whole podcast whilst we're playing video games. Oh, and just talk, just talk in general about video games whilst we're playing a game of some sort. Oh, that's made my day. <laughs> it'd be the most podcast whilst playing video games. It'd oh, be the most ADD sidetracked podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for us, it'll be like the best thing to do on the weekend. Just recording a game, a podcast about video games and anything else, just whilst playing video games. I, I can't wait. And we might have to uh, get a couple of these Vegemite meat pies to sample on the day, <laughs> and get both of our reactions to it. We'll do like a reaction video. We'll, yeah, yeah. You know, this is, what do you think of the Vegemite meat pie? <laughs> no, I don't like it. It tastes horrible. Ugh. Or, ooh, I love it. That can, be one, that can be one of our uh, exclusive to VidMe things, our review of the Vegemite 4 and 20 pie. <laughs> yeah, we need to put something on that VidMe account other than our podcast. So yeah, I think yeah. that is prime material for the exclusive to VidMe. So uh, anyone who does watch uh, the podcast on VidMe, obviously you haven't been seeing our faces for a little while because the internet side of things is just struggling to, you know, keep our faces recorded whilst we're trying to record the audio of a podcast. It just hasn't been working for us. So we just decided to go with the audio alone. But when we do an in-person podcast next, obviously we will be recording our faces as well because we'll both be in the same room. So <laughs> that that actually helps the situation a lot more. Uh, but yeah, there'll be a lot, of, a lot more stuff potentially coming to the VidMe channel, which is uh, vid.me slash Ben and Reed, R-E-I-D, for anyone who doesn't know how to spell Reed. Uh, yeah, which I don't like when people spell it wrong. A lot of people yeah. do. Well, because a lot of people would just want to spell it R-E-E-D, wouldn't they? Yeah, I've got that my whole life. R-E-A-D. Pretty much any spelling oh, yeah. other than R-E-I-D, you know? Isn't R-E-A-D is like reading a book? What's what's the yeah. one as far as like getting a saxophone or something like that and the read of a saxophone? Saxophone, saxophone. <laughs> it's not me, it's the read. <laughs> Funnily enough, read a book was my nickname growing up. Oh, how original. Well, they considered it a nickname. I didn't really like it at all. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you know know what, Reid? I want to finish things off for this week. We're kind of, you know, wrapping up our topics pretty well so far. We've got some... Uh, we've got about 23 or so minutes so far for the podcast. Usually we go around a half an hour. So I reckon once we've got through this last topic here, that'll kind of square us off quite nicely. But I want to talk about a situation that happened to me throughout the week. I've obviously already talked to you about this one earlier in the week when it happened, Reid. But uh, for everyone on the podcast, uh, I actually do work in commercial radio. So what I'm doing now, talking into a microphone, this is actually my day job as well. You just don't hear me as much because I'm on a podunk radio station in the middle of nowhere. Uh, But that's beside (laughs) the point. (laughs) So I was sitting in the studio the other day, uh, just, you know, going about my daily activities of being a radio announcer. And I got a call to the station phone. I picked up the phone and I'm like, hello, Power FM, Ben speaking. And the guy on the other end has gone, oh, is this Ben, is it? And I was like, yes, it's Ben. And he's like, oh, Ben, seriously, what's going on here? How do you not think that you aren't butchering the English language? Every day I listen to you. It's a new word that you can't say correctly. Where's the A 
in controversy. It's not controversy, mate. It's controversy. I should know because I've been an English teacher. I'm now 55 years old and I've been in my trade for as long as I can remember and just kept going on for ages. And I was just like, mate, where is this going? Like, you know, a lot of people say different words in different ways. It depends on where you come from around the country. Like my dad's name is Grant. A lot of people from New South Wales and South Australia would call him Grant and he hates it. But we're from Victoria, so we say Grant. Saying controversy or controversy is one of those situational things of how you've been brought up, where you come from around the country, whatever it is. It's not my fault that I'm an Australian Victorian. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't help that. So what do you want me to do? And for a guy who claimed to be an English teacher and a master of the English language, a perfect wordsmith, he signed off by saying, you need to learn how to say words properly, wake up to yourself, you C-U-N-T, and then (gasps) slam the phone down. And I was just like, what? Dude, you're the one who's saying that you are the master of the English language, and yet you can't think of a better word to sign off with than an expletive. I mean, way to ruin your argument, dude. I mean, old old guy, if you're listening to this podcast, what were you thinking? Up until... The way you ended the conversation, you thought, well, you know, you're speaking to a uh, guy who obviously knows his English language very well. He obviously, you know, isn't very happy. And then he ruins it by referring to you as a word which I'm not even going to say in my life because I don't (laughs) like it. I mean... How bizarre. And it's it's one of those words like that uh, the only time that I ever heard that word said when I was growing up is when, for example, my dad didn't know that I was in earshot and he broke something in the garage. That was the <laughs> only, <laughs> that was the that was the only time that I was likely to hear that word. And everywhere else that you hear that word, like in movies and things like that, you just hear it and you're just kind of like, yeah, that's not that's not a nice word. Don't like hearing that one. But then for this guy to just haphazardly throw it out there to someone he doesn't even know. Like, just because he listens to me on the radio every day doesn't mean that he knows me as a person and he can just call me that word whenever he so pleases. But apparently, you know, he thought that he was quite within his right to say that word to me. One thing I will say for him, though, and this is not agreeing with him at all, he had the time to actually look up your phone number at the radio Mm -hmm. station and to call you because I listen to you sometimes and you don't actually say the phone number at all, which is yeah. a standard for radio announcers and stations. They only say it when you're giving away a prize. Yeah. You know, call them right now. But for him to actually think of the phone number and to call, I thought, well, he's obviously not happy. He's obviously researched the radio station a bit to call you. But, Reid, you've also got to think, though, too, being an English teacher who probably is still an English teacher till this day because as a teacher you don't get paid all that much these days. So at 55 he probably is still working in his trade. Mm. The week just gone, he was on school holidays. So he had all the time in the world to be a grumpy old man. (laughs) (laughs) Grumpy old man, gee. It's like, this is what I don't want to become when I get to your age, dude. (laughs) But you know what, Reid? I thought to myself, okay, this guy has got on the phone and he's abused me like crazy. He said that I'm butchering the English language. He's called me a bad word. I could get upset about that, right? A lot of people would get upset about things like that. I could get upset about it or I could just, you know, take that situation and have a bit of fun with it. So the very next day, 
I tried to kind of bait this guy to see if he'd call back again so I could record our conversation because he kind of took me off guard the first time. So I was just like, okay, let's see if we can bait this guy into calling again. He didn't actually call back. But what I put together, a lot of people were saying was one of the funniest things that they've heard on radio in quite some time. So I thought I'd actually (laughs) chuck that in here and play it for us. So this is what I did the next day, just having a bit of fun with the whole thing. And now, Power FM and the Home Run presents Ben Butchering the English Language. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are too kind. The applause is much appreciated. Need to get this thing started, though. My name is Ben, and I am here to butcher more words in the English language. Yes, yes, I am. Now, yesterday, a guy called up during the Home Run and was greatly offended by the way that I said controversy. Apparently, it's controversy, and I've been saying it wrong all these years, even though technically there are different ways to to say certain words, you know, potato, potato, tomato, tomato, that whole argument that everyone's heard of over the years. Anyway, what I thought I'd do is just butcher some more words in the English language just for the fun of it. So here we go. Cue music. Our first word is biscotti. In a sentence, I'm going to make biscotti bolognese for dinner. Hmm. Second word, library. I'm going to borrow some books from the library. And third and final word, ox. I need to ox you a question. And that wraps up another edition of Ben Butchering the English Language. Thank you very much. Ben Butchering the English Language has been recorded in front of a live studio audience. Or at least it seemed that way thanks to the art of sound effect placement. Power FM's Home Run. A big thanks to Spaldo there as well for the uh, voiceover on either end. (laughs) That being my game show voiceover guy. He did a very good job. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was the best way that I could think to, you know, throw in a bit of a jab of a comeback the next day so i thought that was you know a very subtle way of saying mate i don't care <laughs> i like it you've turned a negative into a positive so really well done by you it was all about uh steering into the skid as they say <laughs> <laughs> well you steer quite well so uh, we might wrap things up for this week Reed, is there anything else that you want to touch on quickly before we sign off Yes, to anyone releasing video games, make sure you release plenty more. And to any retailer, make sure you have plenty of stock. Don't just have enough to get by for a couple of days. Have a lot because there are a lot of us who did miss out and we will be buying it in the next week very unhappily too. (laughs) I don't think there's any more to say on top of that other than just have video games in stock, people. Come on, seriously, what were you thinking? Not that hard, people. Just do it. So, of course, if you want to follow along with the show, you can do so on uh, Twitter, just uh, uh, at Ben and Reed on Twitter. You can get all the updates of the show right there. And if you want to listen to the show or watch the video version of the show, which will feature our faces in the next one, because we will be doing an in-person AR podcast over at Reed's house. So uh, head to vidme. vid.me slash Ben and Reed. It's still a very weird one to try and rattle off. Even like we've done it like, what, four times now? I've had to rattle off that one. And it's a very weird yeah. URL, but it's, you know, vid.me slash Ben and Reed. And also, if you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We must also mention as well that uh, SoundCloud tried to make us pay 130 bucks to keep all our podcasts up on SoundCloud. And we were just like, hey, no, that's not happening, SoundCloud. We're not paying that amount to keep all our podcasts up there. So you'll notice in the uh, podcast feed, as far as the audio is concerned now, All of the uh, audio podcasts are basically gone. We're going to keep four in rotation at a time. The current one that's just come out and then the three previous to that. 
and then all of the podcasts in full, you can still get them on the video feed side of things at vidme, uh, vid.me slash ben, ben and Reed. You can get them all right there in full if you want to listen to them. And do you think it's a coincidence that in the same week that we came across that information that SoundCloud have also let go 40% of their staff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are struggling. <laughs> Bit of a coincidence, I don't think so. <laughs> so uh, it could even get to a point where we don't even have podcasts on SoundCloud anymore because SoundCloud might cease to exist and we might have to find somewhere else to actually put our audio. So we'll see how that pans out. Well, it's an interesting, I know we're getting going from a tangent here, but there was a music streaming service in Australia called Pandora. Uh-huh. That, closed, that closed up during the week because apparently not enough people were listening to the service. So could the same happen with SoundCloud? I don't know. Well, because everyone's too busy with like Apple Music and what's the other one now that they've got? Spotify. Spotify, that's the one. And yep. a lot of uh, singers and stuff mm. and record labels are exclusively signing their rights to Spotify and Apple Music so the, their music can only be streamed on those services. Yeah, so look, unfortunately, if you're a little tiny startup who wants to, you know, launch audio services, I don't think that's really in the marketplace for you, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah. Could, SoundCloud could be gone by the end of the year. Mm. But uh, yeah, for now, that's it for us. At Ben and Reed on Twitter, uh, vid.me slash Ben and Reed. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud for now. And we will catch you next time at Reed's house. Yay! <laughs> Radio. See you, mate.